Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today we're going to be talking about Catholics in the military. That's right. We're joined by a priest chaplain of the Archdiocese for the Military Services, Father Pompasello, to learn more. And how perfect to learn about the Catholic Church in the world and in the United States doing amazing things. And Father Uncle Sam, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks. Thanks today. for having me, guys. It's great. This yeah. is a great opportunity. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I come from a long line of military and service and, and the Army and the Navy and the Marines, tons of family members. And I have some papers you can sign. I can I, and you know what? You know, we've, we've even <laughs> talked about that, too. You know, like going through the seminary, I was really praying about uh, serving the military and following the line of my, my father and my grandparents, you know, all of that. And, uh, you know, God just continues to say, wait, be patient, wait, be patient. And, you know, being in media now and being sent for those services and to be able to have you on the show in particular uh, to reveal the heartbeat of Catholic chaplaincy in the military services is a great gift to our listeners and viewers. And I'm very, I'm very proud and very happy to have you on the show to be able to share a little bit of that today. You know, so if you're listening in on a podcast, uh, I'd encourage you to take a look real quick at the YouTube feed for this because you guys are both priests, but you guys are dressed pretty differently, right? <laughs> pretty yes. different yes. outfits. A little bit. Yeah. So for the people watching or the people listening, you are a military priest chaplain. I mean, you're dressed in full military fatigues, right? And I don't think a lot of people would immediately recognize you as a Catholic priest. So it's a pretty unique charism that you have. So explain a little bit more about you know, what your role in the church and in the military is. Right. So it's, first of all, I got to, I got to thank you guys for, for being in this space and for what you're doing to, to help promote, you know, what we're trying to do for the military and to bring priests into the military. It throws a lot of people off when, when I, when I show up dressed like this, they're like, you're, you're actually a priest. I, I visit colleges. I visit um, different church events. And when I show up like this, it just throws people off that like, wait, you can be a priest and in the army. And the answer is yes, a full yes. I mean, and then you, you remind people with fictional characters like Father Mulcahy from MASH. I'm going to yeah. date myself. And then they kind of <laughs> get it. But, the, <laughs> but the, the idea behind this is it's all based on the first amendment. It's all based on the First Amendment that Congress does make a law establishing that with the establishment of, of religion or, or prohibiting the free exercise mm -hmm. of religion. Mm -hmm. So we insert men and women of faith as chaplains so that the soldiers can practice their faith. And for us, for, as Catholics, we need priests because yeah. mm -hmm. without the priest, there is no sacraments. Yeah. You know, without the sacraments, there's no experience of the church for the soldiers. Mm -hmm. And we, I dress this way not only to be with them when they're home with their families, which is a very big part of my ministry, but also when they get the phone call and we have to get on big airplanes and go to faraway places to do bad things to bad people. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's what it's about. One of my favorite scenes in Band of Brothers is, you know, where they're about to go into Bastogne and like have the greatest fight of their life. And they get absolved of their sins and they're there receiving absolution. And, and you could just tell that it's just like all these Catholics, you know, receiving that. And then they're going off to face, you know, our greatest enemy, greatest fear, which is death. 
and they do it with leverage in the spirit and going out to confront evil, which is just such a great scene for me. I'll, I'll never forget from uh, Band of Brothers. Right. It, it's I get to be there for so many important moments in the lives of soldiers that, you know, when you, when you thank a soldier for his service, when you thank a soldier for her service, it, it really, <laughs> you have no idea. Most people don't idea have an idea what they're thanking them for. Mm -hmm. They're away from family. Yeah. They're away from friends. They're in faraway places, disconnected. Mm -hmm. And military families struggle a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah. there's, there's challenges that mm -hmm. they're, they're, there's family separation is a part of life. It's, yeah. it's, that's the hazardous duty yeah. of being a soldier. It's not bombs and bullets. It's the fact that mom and dad don't often see each other. Yeah. Dad goes away for nine months, 12 months mm -hmm. at a time. That puts tremendous strain and, and, and pressures on a family. We have a big military community here in Jacksonville and, and most certainly in Nocatee and Ponte Vedra, where I am as a pastor. And a lot of families are, are affected by that. I see this side of, of that, uh, that experience with the kids, with the mom, with the dad, you know, like that type of separation. From your perspective in offering pastoral care to those who are on the other side, what does that look like for you, uh, you know, caring for the brothers and sisters out there? And it's wonderful how we kind of complement each other, yeah. that every knock on the door that, mm -hmm. that Father Rich gets, every knock on the door, every phone call, every email, it's all because somebody's looking for a priest mm -hmm. and they want to interact with that, that mm -hmm. priest. Whereas my work, I go into the workspace of all sorts of people of all sorts of different faiths. Mm -hmm. And I either provide for the Catholics, obviously I provide for what they need, but then I advise the other soldiers so that where they can go and where they can, they can exercise their religion yeah. freely. Mm -hmm. But the beautiful thing and one of the most exciting things that I get to do is there I am on Sunday in a military chapel and I offer mass and there's mom and dad and the kids. And then all of a sudden a Sunday comes and dad's gone. Mm -hmm. And now it's mom and the kids. And then I'm gone. Mm. And guess what? I wind up finding dad somewhere downrange in these places and we get to see each other cool. and then <clears throat> we wind up back together again. And I provide this continuity in, in service of the sacraments to the family yeah. that mm. I, I serve them in the sacraments at home and abroad there and back again. Yeah. So I think an interesting aspect of all of this is, okay, so you're a priest of the Diocese of St. Augustine, mm -hmm. correct? Where are you a priest at? Are you a religious order? Are you a diocese? Are you from New York? I know, are you the Archdiocese of New York? Where are you from? Yeah, yeah because like, I, I was thinking like, you, you're here in this diocese, if you're a chaplain in this diocese, because we have a big military sure, community yep. here. Yep. Like, why isn't it like the the bishop of St. Augustine is saying, I need a chaplain and I'm going to put him here under that sort of authority? Or the why? bishops in Germany, if you're at a military base right. in Germany or Japan, or right. if you're why? in the South yeah. Pacific or on a boat, like... Who has the authority or the ecclesial authority? Excellent. So the ecclesial authority comes from the archdiocese for the military services. Mm -hmm. So Archbishop Broglio has the authority over all of those places that you just mentioned. Every, every deck in the Navy, every army post in Germany, the United States, mm -hmm. and all of the army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines, the Space Force... <laughs> so is there a chance that we get a space priest in the next couple years? I guess I might, we could. I might join at that point. I mean, I, yeah, you're I a real space cadet. Coast Guard, VA hospitals, all that falls under the auspices of the archdiocese, the military. 
said be the now. Saint. So it's like it's the same <laughs> dignity, rank, and categorization as maybe the Archdiocese of New York or San Francisco Absolutely. or Chicago. But I'm I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of New York, and the best way to explain it is I'm on assignment, just like. My mm. archbishop would send me to a parish instead of sending me to a different parish. He mm -hmm. sent me to Archbishop Broglio to do this work okay. until I'm too old, too sick, or too dead, and then I go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, your journey, we spoke before, your journey, you, you've always wanted to be oh, absolutely. A, a chaplain. Yes. Uh, does that come from previous service? Does it come from a calling? Uh, I know that you had to wait to get approval for this, that you've been patient to become a chaplain? What's that journey been yeah, like? Yeah, so I was I was commissioned as an infantry officer right out of college through ROTC. Mm. And then I discerned the call after I was, I was a school teacher for about five years, and then I discovered this call to the priesthood. And the instant fit in my head was, well, why don't I just become a priest in the army? Mm. But it's not that simple. It's not, it, you need to be affiliated with a religious order or a diocese that's going to ordain you and then release you to this kind of work. Mm -hmm. So to the young men that are hearing this, if you're interested, if you're interested in doing what I do, give me a call, find me. How do they do that? <laughs> and they, they can find it. The easiest way probably to find me is go to at Father Uncle Sam, at fr.unclesam on, on Instagram. That's probably the best way to get me. <laughs> cool. Because you could DM me there, and then we could we could, we could could land the plane with more formal channels. But cool. that's the easiest way to remember, just so father.unclesam. So, so they would their journey would be to, to work in a diocese in conjunction, the diocesan seminary in conjunction with your sort of approval or... Our conversation would then... I, I'd have a conversation with him and, and put him in touch with Father Matthew Gray, who is the vocation director for the archdiocese for the military services okay. and then together we we find where he'd be ordained for and there's a co-sponsorship program which is a wonderful program that this seminarian's the cost of that seminarian's education is shared by the archdiocese for the military services and his home diocese mm -hmm. so everybody has a home diocese everybody goes home mm -hmm. except for the bishops the bishops get incoordinated and they're truly a part of yeah, the bishop Brolio, mm -hmm. he was from cleveland i know mm -hmm. that uh, he's a cleveland guy but so you were you started out so you were ordained as a priest of the diocese archdiocese of new york correct so then so then I, I never gave up the on the dream. I never, I, I, I always wanted to be a priest in the army, but my first bishop wouldn't let me go. I, well, my first bishop would have let me go, and then he passed away. My second bishop who ordained me, mm -hmm. he kept me there for the work that was necessary, and 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 it was it was a great experience. I was I was six years a pastor, and mm -hmm. and I loved it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't I didn't give up on the idea. Of like I know they need priests in the army, and then Cardinal Dolan came. I wasn't getting any younger. I asked him, and he said yes, and it's about nine years ago now that so I've been in. Is there an age limit to be a, a chaplain? In yes, the there is. For the Army, and this is this is a great—oh, I'm glad to, to tell you this. The Army needs priests, and we need priests to do—ideally to do a full 20 years on active duty to protect Catholic interests in the Army, mm -hmm. to really make sure it runs well. I We could take four, four priests, and they each do five years apiece— They'll never really experience and move up in rank and responsibility to oversee the Catholic interests in the army the way one dedicated priest for 20 years, now he's got a sphere of influence mm -hmm. that he can really protect Catholic mm -hmm. interests and make sure that they get mm -hmm. what they deserve. So you just said something interesting. So can you elevate in rank in the army as well? So can like what what's your army ranking? I mean so, it's chaplain. So right? yes. Yeah. So chaplain, that's a that's um there's a distinction. You know, of all the officers in the army, you always call 
cha- chaplains are officers, mm-hmm. but you always call chaplains chaplain. Mm-hmm. No matter their denomination, whether it's a rabbi or an imam or a priest mm-hmm. or a Protestant minister, they're called chaplain. We do wear rank, though, so that's right there. For those who can see it, it's right on the, on the, uh, in the center of the uniform. So I'm a captain for now. Mm-hmm. And in the Army, you have to promote. It's like a requirement yeah. because if, if you don't promote, well, then— you're not doing enough that we need you to do, and mm-hmm. it's time to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, but with promotion becomes responsibility to supervise other chaplains and also to have just greater a greater influence mm-hmm. on on the ministry and the and the, and the greater mm-hmm. uh, the greater good mm-hmm. of, of of your denomination. Yeah, I got to tell you, um, <clears throat> we spent five years. My wife was a nurse at Walter Reed during the Gulf War. I think it was the Gulf War, Afghanistan War. And, uh, you know, all these soldiers came back and, uh, this was the IED thing. And, th- mm-hmm. and there were yeah. so many men and women with, you know, their extremities were just blown up. Uh, so she was caring for a lot of these guys and we used to go to mass there. Mm-hmm. Like I, I purposely went to mass there cause the chaplain was an amazing guy. That guy was awesome. And you could see him walking around the hospital, just ministering to anybody nice. and any that would yeah. want to even hear him, see yeah. him. Uh, a lot of a lot of baptisms, a lot of RCIA. Mm-hmm. Like he he did amazing work. Unfortunately, he passed away. But I got to see firsthand the impact and 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 the needs of these soldiers that were their whole lives have been devastated. That's you know? the thing that I I love the most about um, in the discernment. It's like you know religious priest cloistered life, perhaps kind of separating from the world. It was very evident that I was going to be called to a secular priesthood. So the secular priesthood is always been that diocesan model where you're a trenchman, you're out on the on the front lines, you're in the world, but not of the world. And you're constantly a grunt, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing that, you're doing that work. The secularity aspect of it, the worldly aspect of it is that it's like a worker priest movement, like in the in the mindset of what it was and what it ought to be is like that sense of you're you're with the general public, yes. you know, diocesan priesthood, unfortunately, has become more administrative business oriented. You're managing mm. properties. Like I was just across the street talking about people who are illegally dumping on my property and working <laughs> off of it and not right. contacting us Sorry. and making phone calls. You know what I mean? Like again. that type of stuff. Now, if I hand it with charity and mercy, maybe there's, there could be a little bit in a nice outcome to that with the guy who's dropping the mulch. Illegally on my property right now. Anyway, did you, you get that? that? Did you get that? Did you get that? Did you get those bags of mulch? Yeah, that's all. That, all those bags, like yours? pallets and pa- no, it's not ours. Mulch matters. So anyway, and blocking our entrance <laughs> and all this other stuff. So that's what you know. Like we we've got all these administrative things, the business model, all this stuff. But really, the the ethos of of what's in the heart of a of a young man discerning priesthood is not like that administrative aspect, right? right. It's right. it's like being out in the world and having that impact in that secularity. Anybody who's discerning the diocesan life. There's a great charism that we kind of share. We may look very, very different, but the fabric of our ministry is very similar in respect to that secular aspect. And, you know, that's why I was, I've always been attracted to that. Sharing those ministerial experiences, what have been some of the things where you're working, you're laboring, and it just turns into kind of a nice little interaction with somebody that may not be Catholic or or somebody that may just uh, not share any and, form and of And that faith. happens all the time, especially I as I, I was a safety, I was a paratrooper for, for two assignments and I was a safety officer called a jump master. And I would, I would do all sorts of stuff to awesome. get these guys safely out of an aircraft and on the drop zone, you know, in one piece. And after doing all of that, soldiers who, they're not looking at me at that point as, you know, this Catholic priest. I'm their jump master who's just helping out with this jump. And then you get the, hey, hey, 
Chaplain, you got a minute? Can I talk to you? And their their ministry opportunities with someone who otherwise never would have knocked on the door of a Catholic <laughs> church, you know? Yeah. And and to 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 kind of go off of what Father Rich was just saying, that the similarity and the difference, there's so much the same for us, but the way I process a couple for marriage and the way he does it, the archdiocese for the military services gets it. They get the idea that I've got a guy who's deployed nine months and then he comes back and then they move. They're so transient. But the, the archdiocese for the military services is very tolerant of that kind of transiency. Compassionate. Where, yeah. Yes. And, and, yeah. and understanding. I've had phone calls. I, I, was, I was in the Middle East doing this by the phone. On a pile of rocks in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Talking to a bride saying, yeah, did you get your baptismal certificate? Okay, yeah. Now I'll be home in a few months and then we'll do this and we'll mm-hmm. do that. Whereas a parish priest demands that kind of more of a stability. Yeah. And, and it's just it's just the nature of it. It is. And yeah. it's like, you know, even for parish priests and, and working in a military community, it's like Zoom is a blessing. Phone is a ma- blessing. And, and being open to the fact like, hey, you may not be able to do the marriage retreat here in, in, in town, but... You guys are in Hawaii. Like I did a, I did a, a military marriage year and a half ago. You guys are in Hawaii. Make that retreat there. It'll satisfy your retreat here. Put in your file. Done. You know, like, and that flexibility is very, very important when you're serving in military because of the transient nature of it. And I would, I would say, if, if I could distill it down to one word, the difference between my ministry and, and Father and Father Richards, he's he's home, and I'm really a missionary. Yeah. I'm a yeah. missionary to my own, my own people, my own language and my own culture in all these different places. Wow. So it's, it's really, it's missionary work. And, <clears throat> and then the other thing that it's a benefit, like we, we all have to pay the piper. Father, Father Rich has things, you know, he's got the guy dumping mulch on him. He's got to pay the bills. <laughs> you know, the parking lot's got to get paved. This is flooding. The, the, the roof's leaking. I don't deal with any of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm very blessed <clears throat> in that. Like, the federal buildings that I minister in, they're paid for and they're done, thanks to the taxpayers. <laughs> yeah. But I have another tax that I pay, and that's in staff work yeah. and in military work. Like, you know, just things that you say, well, is this really, is my getting paratroopers out of an airplane, what does this have to do with, you know, being a priest? In a certain sense, though, it has as much to do with being a priest as Father Rich that. dealing with yeah. the lights and the, and the heat and all the you rest of it. You know what I just kind of... I'm thinking now, because I was discerning the priesthood, um, you know, in the seminary here, the discernment process for somebody discerning in the military is probably a lot different than the discernment for like a diocesan priesthood, because it's almost like a religious order, because it's like we have a charism, this is what we do, discerning that sort of the idea of the charism of what you're doing. You, you said you're like a missionary. It's, it's right. you, you, you don't know where you're going to be. And, that's, all over the and place. that's why I love, I love following Father, Father, Father Papacello because, you know, at fr.unclesam, you're posting all the time, and all I love it. the place, too. And you are. And it's With like, that, all right, this is, this is the missionary. The there he is. There <laughs> he is. So who is you, Father Uncle is Sam? You or him? So, all right. So the, the idea behind <laughs> Father Uncle Sam is he's the brand. The idea behind this is that he's the brand. I'm only going to be in this seat for maybe another 30 months or so. Yeah. But hopefully we're, we're building a brand for recruiting so that the next priest and the next priest and the next priest is Father Uncle Sam. 
traveling traveling <clears throat> the United States looking for priests and looking for young men. Yeah. Yeah. It's a phenomenal really cool. idea. It's, really it's cool. a great It's kind of like an elf yeah, on the shelf. You know, <laughs> you, know, you, know you like, want one of those, Father <laughs> Uncle Sam's? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is. Like, he's like packing to go somewhere, and he's like, yeah, we got to get Father Uncle Sam. <laughs> yeah, it was really yeah, he, cool. It's a really great idea. I actually, I follow you on Instagram. Um, you know, so you're talking about how you're all in these different areas, you know, you're not maybe... You're not dodging pallets of mulch, but um, <laughs> military chaplains a lot of times are in active combat zones, right? I mean, yes. you have, I mean, they're not, it's not just always in federal buildings or going to this. I mean, they're right. actually in theater. Is right. that correct? No, and, and it's very important. I, I had I had the privilege and the honor, and yet it was a really sad duty. to. I, I did what's called a ramp ceremony for five heroes that, that died. They, they were... Uh, they were killed in a in a market. It was a it was a marketplace in Syria in which uh, a suicide bomber killed them. Mm. So there there are you know five Americans dead, and I'm I'm down the street so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know I was I wasn't that far away that I got to get to the place where we could honor our fallen, and it's one of the what we call the core competencies of being a chaplain. We're there to nurture the living, care for the wounded. And honor the fallen, mm. and there, and there, I had this, this <clears throat> honor and this ability to be at the ramp ceremony where, and you've seen these things on the news, you yeah. know, where the transfer case, everybody thinks they're caskets, but they're actually very large, mm -hmm. because everything, all of the soldiers' equipment and all of their stuff, goes in the transfer case, and then the the mortuary affair guys, they do a beautiful job to reverently, you know, drape drape them in the American flag, and then everybody is is standing tall as we place the bodies on the plane. I blessed the bodies on the plane. And I had the opportunity to go home later after that deployment was over. And I was able to console the mother and the father wow. to tell them I was there. I blessed your son's body before yeah. he even left the ground. You can't put a price on that. Yeah. You can, and, and you can't, and you can't set something else like that. You can't make an appointment for that. Yeah. We just, we need, we need young men to answer the call yeah. to the priesthood and to, to say, there. yeah, yeah, come and be there for that. And our soldiers deserve that. You know, our soldiers need that. I mean, the, our founding father, George Washington, recognized how much the soldiers needed to have spiritual accompaniment in the face of war. And it was actually one of the first acts that George Washington asked from the Continental Congress in 1775, saying, I want a chaplain for every regiment in the army, paid and with the rank of captain. One of the first things George Washington did as a leader of this country was ask for chaplains. And that was July 29th, 1775, that the military chaplains was founded. And so, I mean, since the very beginning of the military service mm. in the United States, we've had chaplains. Yeah, in, in, in a real sense, we're older than the United States Army. You yeah. are, yeah. The, the, our mm. regiment is older than the United States Army itself. That's phenomenal. Yeah. It's an awesome piece of history right there. Yeah. So now, thinking about that, how does a priest, so maybe, you know, Father Rich is like, I'm sick of mulch, right? And I, I can't take, I cannot take one more bag of mulch. The parish is cold. I don't want to hear about, you know, filling up the toilet paper in the bathroom anymore. I need some adventure. I need to serve a different way. How would a priest like Father Rich become a military chaplain? And number one, he's probably too old at this point, right? <laughs> no, so actually, like I said, I think I said it earlier. We, we want, ideally, we want a priest to be able to do a full 20. Mm -hmm. So 42 is kind of like the magic number because mandatory retirement 62. If you have prior service, though, things can change <laughs> and just about anything can receive waivers. Sure. Once you start hitting the 50s, then we'll, we'll still take you, but more for the reserves yep. and not mm -hmm. for an active duty 
slot. So that's mm-hmm. what but, about for Father Tetlow? I mean, like he's like, yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't think Father Tetlow is going to pass a physical examination. <laughs> yeah, probably not. And I don't think they had the quality of wine that Father Tetlow would need. <laughs> that's true. That's true. God uh, bless him. But yeah, so how would a priest discern and actually, you know, become a member of the military chapter? It, it just begins with an attraction to the military. So now a young man has this heart of service, wants to wants to serve in the military, wants to be a priest. Some of the best chaplains really come from the military. They're, yeah. they're men of service in the military. And like myself, they left, you know, they left the military to become priests. And mm-hmm. that, that's yeah. a fit too. Okay. But from the recruiting perspective, I'm looking top down, bottom up. I'm trying to get bishops to buy in, mm-hmm. bishops to be generous. And we have so many very generous bishops that that have have given they've given their best. Mm-hmm. These are young men that are healthy, energetic able to serve that could be in their diocese and serving them in their diocese. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know what though? I discern this call on this guy that he wants to do a bit more like mm-hmm. father rich was saying. So they released them to, to the, uh, archdiocese of military services. So that's the top down approach to kind of remove those obstacles. Mm-hmm. But then bottom up, I try to go to priest conferences. I try to go where priests are at so that I can see if they're interested. Mm-hmm. And then we go from there. Like, it's like, all right, let's talk about it. And how long you've been thinking about it? What's your motivation to do this? And, and why not? So would Father Rich have to join the military? Or does he join the army? So, how does that work? So all I'm concerned about, like, like I want him in the army. Like, there are the branches of service, but, eh, that's all right. <laughs> we need him in the army. <laughs> let's, say, let's say Father Space Cadet here wants, Sam, to, guys. He wants to be, He wants to join the Space Force chaplaincy. Uh, I, I'd say, no, you want to come in the army. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever whatever branch of service it would be, uh-huh. whatever, he'd need to find the recruiter for that service branch. So, mm-hmm. But call me first. Mm-hmm. Call me first. <laughs> You're walking through it. Okay. So, and then... And then that that priest, because there is a priest recruiter for the Navy, for the mm. Air Force. Okay. Oh, okay. And then they work together with the vocation director and with, for in the case of a seminarian, it's hand in glove with the vocation director because they're still in formation. Mm-hmm. But if you're already a priest, then it's basically it's con- from conversation and permission from your bishop to release you to the military. And then we put you in training. It's a direct commission. Mm-hmm. So it's not boot camp or, or basic training the way you think about it. Just as doctors, lawyers, dentists, they wear a uniform, but they're not, they're given a direct commission and they're not subject to the basic training that most people are thinking Mm -hmm. about. But you need to be a part of the culture. Mm -hmm. You need to, you know, you're going to be a part of the tribe. You got to wear the feathers. Yep. So yeah. this is this is what we do. So so they're are they enlisted army now? So I mean, there's they'd be commissioned officers. Commissioned so, officers. So yeah. So the enlisted there's the enlisted side, and then there's the commissioned officer okay. side of the of the army. And then so who grants that permission? Like who grants from the military the permission that hey, I'll take we'll take this priest. So the bishop has to do it, but then there's also the military right. who has so, to accept. So it, right? it starts with an ask from. United States Army Recruiting Command mm-hmm. that they say, hey, we have soldiers and we have needs. We need we need chaplains of all shapes and sizes and faiths. Mm-hmm. And that that number comes out and then they unleash the recruiters to get out there and satisfy those numbers. Mm-hmm. And then these chaplains, these men and women are then commissioned mm-hmm. directly. Sounds like a, a good relationship between the military uh, and the church. You know, and Archbishop Berlio. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. And it, and it can be. I'm I'm excited that when when I'm able to share my story with other bishops and they realize like, wait a minute, these are my parishioners. Yeah. Like, you know, like 
like I was just talking to a woman whose yeah. son, he, she just said her son just finished boot camp, and now I'm sending a priest into the army so that he's got a chance to see a priest mm-hmm. and uh, receive the sacraments, and that's mm-hmm. huge. Yep. Uh, uh, so then you were telling me earlier that like Archbishop Rolla, he's the one who has to sign off on a priest to the military. He's the one who's vouching for them. Yes. The only one person mm-hmm. who can say this is a priest in good standing. Right? For any anything Catholic, yeah. all gets his signature because the army isn't. They're, they're not equipped to right. understand who's a priest. Like, mm-hmm. are you a priest? Are you a priest? Is he a priest? They don't. The yeah. army doesn't know. So they mm-hmm. say, listen, you want to be a priest in the army, go talk to that guy. Go talk to Father. <laughs> yeah. Go talk to Archbishop Broglio. Mm-hmm. And then they go through that process. And he he actually signs. It's it's where the church and the state meet on yep. this thin piece of paper. It's called a DD 2088. Yeah. And he's, he's he sees them as... Think of it as a spiritual, physical fitness form, a spiritual fitness form. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, he's spiritually fit, and he will he can serve as a priest. Mm. Then the army takes that and goes, okay, Archbishop Broglio says you're good. Now we'll go look at you. Gotcha. You know, dental, eyes, ears, hearing tests, all of that stuff. Gotcha. Get you really, in. A really interesting anecdote from the last conclave. Archbishop Broglio actually got a vote to be the next pope. Wow. Because someone, I think, was trying to write Bergoglio, right? Uh, trying, and they misspelled it. <laughs> but I think technically he got a vote oh, that's funny. to be the Pope, which I think he'd make a wonderful Pope. He's I a love guy. that. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, but I mean, look, you, how many people get a vote in the conclave? That's right? <laughs> too many. I would like, look, I know it's a technicality, but I'm going to keep that in my pocket and frame it, right? <laughs> do, they make, do they make the votes public? No, 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 no. But there was a Whispers story where yeah, this guy's got yeah. connections. Yeah, yeah. he does. He does. Yeah, there was, there was a leak and stuff like that. But <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, so, you know, where might, like, do they, so when you get accepted, do you go to military base? Where's your home? Yeah, I know you move around a lot, but, like, do you get. This is very interesting as well because Archbishop Roglio signs this piece of paper, and that's basically the last practical say he has to his own priest's assignments. Okay. Mm. Because in a, in a practical sense, all these priests in the Army, Navy, and Air Force, they're assigned by their chain of command. We, I work for a commander. I don't work for... Uh, Father Pagano works for a bishop. Mm-hmm. His bishop assigned mm-hmm. him here to do this work, and then his bishop will send him someplace else. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm assigned because of U.S. Army Recruiting Command, mm-hmm. and these aren't priests. They're not bishops. Mm-hmm. They, they send me... I'm, I'm filling a job in the Army... Yeah. By, by an army requirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so your bishop would be more along faith, morals, and, and I can that. this this will, you find this interesting. I can do things in the I can do things that are not necessarily illegal, but they would be against the faith and my what we call the relationship of a chaplain mm-hmm. to his religious superior is called the endorser. So Archbishop Broglio is my endorser. Mm-hmm. So if I came home from this trip. I'm not going to do this. If I came home from this trip married, uh-huh. right? And I go to my I go to my personnel officer and say, "Hey, I got married on my trip down in Florida." And oh, oh yeah, give us the paperwork. Congratulations! Oh, she's independent now. Oh, do you have any kids? Yeah, I adopted six kids. Oh, yeah, that's great. It's like, oh, that's wonderful. And I get a bump in salary, and they got a, you know all of this like loopholes, Father Rich. You know, as soon as as soon as like what, Father Father Pompasolo did what? <laughs> And then my endorsement would be dropped. Yeah. Gotcha. And I would no longer serve as uh-huh. a priest in the military. That's the authority of the endorser. The, there's a lot of authority behind uh-huh. an endorser. And it needs to be yeah, there. Sure. Like if I start preaching something wacky or whatever, I could be removed in a way that, like, 
my my personnel officer is not going to think twice about me being married. Mm-hmm. But because of who I am, my identity as a priest, no, that's an issue. No, yeah, that, yeah. that can't happen. Speaking of that, though, so mm-hmm. in the sense of the authority of of the bishop in the military services, and then, you know, like for diocesan priests, we get together on convocation, we get together for retreat, you know, with other Catholic priests, and that solidarity is very important. I don't know where I would be 10 years in today as a priest without that sense of, you know, fraternity. What does that look like for you within the aspects of your Catholic priesthood relating to the bishop and then other Catholic chaplains that are, are you know, in the military services? That, this is probably the most rich assignment I've had in nine years because I have such a connection to so many priests all over the United States yeah. now. I'm like, yeah. my job is to go out and, and see priests and, and find interest. So right now, it's just such a rich pause mm-hmm. in this, what hopefully it'll be 20 years of service. But prior to this, in an infantry unit in Alaska, an infantry unit in, in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, oftentimes... I'm the Lone Ranger. Yeah. That's it. I'm mm. the only priest there. And I have yet to serve with another American-born priest mm. in, in, as, an, as an army chaplain. We have, we have wonderful chaplains that do great work. Many, many of them are foreign-born. Mm-hmm. And to which I'm, I'm going to say to your listeners, it's like, hey, if you're an American-born and, you and you have a heart for your country and a heart for the church— we need you. We need you because there's no replacement for that culture. Yes. I, I, I'm, they do great work, but how effective would I be in Poland mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as an army chaplain, like with a limited knowledge of the language and, and the culture? Cultural references. And, and yeah. the cultural well, references. as an American, undefeated, but, you know. <laughs> so, so that's why all the more reason yeah. we need, just as every diocese needs priests from their own, the army needs priests from our own. Yeah. So as a priest chaplain, is there any kind of like specific military priest gear that you get? Oh, yes. I, be, I, that's pretty interesting. I, you, you know what? Know, like, I, like, or different vestments. Or do you get like, with me. I wish do you I get like a in. military issued rosary? Yes. Or, you know, the holy, answer is yes. I have on. a nest. I, you know what? And it's it's in the hotel room. I, I have, I didn't, I didn't bring it because we said mass together today, which is like, and am I allowed to say this? Yes. Happy 10th anniversary. Thank you, Thank you. Yeah. We're taping this on his 10th anniversary. And like that kind of camaraderie, just to be able to celebrate with a priest is a big deal for yeah. me. Because yeah. oftentimes, oftentimes out of necessity, I'm traveling and it's mass alone. It's mass alone at my kitchen table at 2.30 in the morning mm. because I have to get paratroopers onto a plane at 4.30 in the morning. Mm. You know, mm. it's just it's just the nature of like this is the way it's going to happen. But I do have what's it's a nesting chalice, so I have it's very small. It's only about this big, and the saboria, the saboria fits inside the chalice, and then I often use the lid of the saboria as a patten. Mm-hmm. So if it's just me, I use the pat that the lid as a patten. But then if I have a group of ten or twenty, I can consecrate in that whole saboria, and the whole thing just fits in a package of the size of, it's my father's old camera case. It's an old 35 millimeter mm. camera case. Wow. But we have an expression in the infantry, ounces make pounds and pounds make pain. So <laughs> yeah. I have to travel very light. Yeah. I have a little uh, I have a little Nalgene bottle like of wine that. Uh-huh. that I can get through on about 10 days. Yep. And oftentimes when you jump, the way we, the way we, we practice, you gotta train like you're fight because you're gonna fight like you trained. Mm-hmm. So 
when we jump in, I can't count on any kind of supply for the first 96 hours. Mm -hmm. So what I jump in, what I left that aircraft with is what I've got. So I have to have enough of what I need, and and, and it's all going to be in that little package. I love stuff like that. Yeah, like, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, even prepping for the Camino and walking, you know, Santiago de Compostela and and um, I, I remember waiting in line to hop on a plane to come meet you guys yeah. in, in Lisbon. And I've got this tiny, tiny backpack and I've been tiny backpacking this thing for, you know, like about over a week or so. And and these this group from Germany is behind me and they look at me and they're like, did you walk the Camino? And they're all wearing these like massive backpacks <laughs> yeah. with things attached to it. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, with that bag? I'm like, yeah, because I love that process of what is absolutely necessary. Figuring this out, Amen. packing a bag, and then hitting a course where it's like, you know, that spiritual endeavor, that pilgrimage, that 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 pursuit is something I just absolutely love. So hearing that part of the story, like, inspired me. Like, I love that. Chaplains often have a reputation for, like, having candy with them or something, you know, to, to give a treat to the troops. And that's all cool. Yeah. But... I used to like to jump water because yeah. nobody wants to carry water. Water's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And if I could fit like on, on just a training jump where really it didn't matter. We just needed weight in our, in our, in our rucksack just for the weight to go out the door because, because when you exit the aircraft, it has to be weighted or else it's going to yeah. flop around. Yeah. It could be really dangerous. So you have to have at least 35 pounds in the rucksack. So what I would do is I'd put a couple of cases of bottled water in. So now... Now, like, I'm the most popular guy in the drop zone. It's like, hey, I'm throwing water bottles Bobby around. Bobby Boucher. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> water, water. <laughs> Bobby Boucher. That's awesome. And so, so, so what about, like, the soda? What about... <laughs> You're such a good... I love Bobby water, boy. Uh, so what about, like, the soldiers? Like, does the church or the uh, archdiocese for the military services, do they provide, like, maybe specific rosaries, Bibles? I'm sure... Like, I know my brother-in-law... He served in the army, and he has you know a really small army Bible. I know there was like the Fulton Sheen, yeah, Fulton Sheen like had this little book, you know, prayers for the for the soldiers, stuff like that. So, is there right. anything that they and get? There, there are there are so many. And a shout out to all those all those church groups that that make rosaries for soldiers and that send us send us all this stuff gratis to get out to the soldiers, and it does, yeah. it really does. We mm. we. Uh, I never, I, I, I'm, I'm never at a loss for the, for that kind of stuff. Especially the most valuable things are the, the rosaries and the little plastic envelope with the prayers in them, mm -hmm. mm. because, because it's one thing to give out a rosary, but then it's another thing to catechize yeah. a soldier yeah. and say, hey, you know, this is how we do this, and I, and, and it's all about setting. Like if we're in the field now for we're going to be out in the field for thirty days, and it's like there's no Netflix, there's nothing, you know, like you're not getting cell phone service, can't call your girlfriend. And now the conversation started. I was like, well, hey, let's like, hey, you know what? I got, I got rosaries. Let me show you what the rosary is. Let me show you how you're praying with scripture, with the rosary. Let's, let's mm -hmm. go through this. And you've got this, this audience that's receptive and open to it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a wonderful opportunity. That's mm -hmm. excellent. Do you, uh, do you have, do you guys have any um, place where people that are listening that um, may want to support spiritual things like that? Um, is there a place they can go to, to help? So I, I can name three that do tremendous work for our ministry to support our ministry. Augustine Institute, Catholic, I think it's CatholicCombatRosaries.com. Combat Rosaries for Heroes. Combat Rosaries for Heroes.com and Lighthouse Catholic Media. It's, they supply so much good content, good, good things, good distractions for soldiers. I would load up a kicker box with this stuff, have it sent overseas so that 
it's it could be distributed. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just these everybody's looking for something to do. There's a lot of yes. tedium mm -hmm. when they're overseas and deployed. There's a mm -hmm. lot of tedium. And there's Hurry a lot of wait. bad things that they can get themselves yeah. involved yeah. in. I mean, just look yeah. at St. Ignatius of Loyola. I mean, one of the most important conversions in the mm -hmm. history of the church. And he was a soldier who got injured and it was just reading books. And that so led to many it. saints. Yeah. So many saints. So that support is huge. So a big shout out to the, them. Amen. And a big shout out to our patrons. Look, we would not be having this content really hit YouTube or any of our audio mm -hmm. feeds without your support. So to our patrons, we are so glad that you are on our team to make sure that great Catholic content is meeting the World Wide Web each and every week. And we want to express if any of you out there want to be financial supporters of the show, go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Patreon. You'll see every tier that you can support. And we got some great gear to say thank you. And a big thank you to Father Uncle Sam, fr.org. Uncle Sam. Make sure you're following on Instagram. And I love, again, following you each and every week and the stuff that God has you doing in the military services, in the army, around the country, and around the world is an inspiration. And to all of those out there that are considering the call to the priesthood, you need to also put in that call, in that, in that sense of listening to God in your heart. Is God calling you to chaplain services? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, we have, we've had great chaplains in our own diocese. A big shout out to Jungle Jim, Father Jim O'Neill, a big fan <laughs> yeah. of the show. Yeah. I mean, Father Jim has been in our life for like plus 20 Decades years. Decades of yeah. service yeah. as a chaplain. He, and, and when he was back in the diocese, he'd come visit my family mm -hmm. with the little nice. flat top, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. as flat as a yeah, top as you can man. get. Yeah, big shout awesome. out to him. Big you, personality. You got something you want to close with Yeah, here. so actually I wanted to make one big, uh, another mention is our, our sponsor, Hollow. Hollow is the number one Catholic prayer app. Over a billion prayers have been prayed through it. Um, millions of people use this app, but Hollow, one of the things that they do is they make Hollow free for lifetime for any active mili military and veterans. So if you're an active dude in military or you're a veteran and you have a device, you can get Hollow on it and you could be saying your prayers. Look, doing your. Everybody uh, has one of these things. Yeah. Everybody has a phone. And the fact that they're offering free services yeah. for the number one Catholic app. Yep. It's. In yeah. the world, like everybody carries this around. Like yep. we've had Alex on our show, and we've he we've heard so many beautiful stories yeah. of just people coming to know the Lord or just being consoled by the Lord through tragedy, yeah, suffering. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a great app, and and the fact that they're giving away to militaries, even veterans too. Yeah, and the amazing. fact that you can learn how to pray the rosary in the same way that you were talking about before is just like you could learn how to pray the rosary, you could learn yeah. how to pray the Chapel of the Divine Mercy, you could learn how to do Lexio Divina, you could learn how to Put that practice. There yeah. it is. There it is. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, loaded up. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it, there's man. sleep guide. There's music. There's all kinds of things that I think can really help nourish a soldier. Yeah. So if, they, if you go to hollow.com forward slash military and you're an active duty military or veteran, you can get it free. Now, Howard, Howard's also a veteran, right? And Howard's yeah, let's get Howard on the show. So Howard, did you know get that you can, get, uh, you can get a perpetual license for Hollow for free as a veteran? Now, what was the question? <laughs> Howard was in Something the Navy. Free. Yeah. So, I know Howard's excited Howard, about that. thank you for that. your service, too. Yes. Good Navy guy. Yep. Shout out to my wife, Jen, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. She outranks you. Jen? She does outrank me. By a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. 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 She outranks everybody. Yeah. I think so. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is really cool. And I think this is an episode I've wanted to do for a long time. And we look forward yeah. to having you back yes. on the show. Oh, thank you, Peter. Thanks. No, this is, I, I can't thank you enough for 
for putting us in this space and and for what you guys do. You know, you gave up social media for Lent. I had to take it up for Lent. <laughs> so I was like, thanks a lot. But but there's it, somebody once said, you know, the internet's just a whole bunch of pipes, and they could be filled with with clean water and fresh air. Or they could just be filled with, you know, toxicity. gas and toxicity. Yeah, yeah. And you guys are, are pushing pushing out the bed and really filling it with the good. And I awesome. thank That's you for excellent. that. I love and, it. And thank you to Marcella too, huh? Like Absolutely. We wouldn't be here if it That's wasn't right. for Marcella. She she tra- she tracked him down. She's like, you gotta get on Father Richie's show. I'm gonna she she arranged a phone call for us. We awesome. started talking. We got yeah. together a couple Instantaneous months ago. Instantaneous friendship. <laughs> it was awesome. Doors are always open <laughs> here, my you. brother. Thank and you. anytime. And we look forward to connecting with you again, not only next week. But when Father Papacello comes back and we share some of the most amazing and inspiring stories out in the field with some of the most impressive Catholic chaplains in the history of our great country, they protect our freedom and the freedom to worship. And thank you for doing that for our troops here and overseas. God bless you all. And we'll see you next week.